And we're off on episode 199 of the Biz Talk with Bill Roy podcast. The Wichita Business Journal created this podcast because we want to provide you with some insight into the people, places, companies, organizations, and issues that are important to Wichita's business community. A Wichita couple each run a business, and now they're moving in together. Well, that is moving their businesses together. Eric Akins owns Tech Systems Group. Joy Akins owns Cornerstone Data. They plan to move into a new location in Old Town. They joined me for episode 199. I'll talk to them about their businesses, what it's like to run two tech companies, and why they decided to bring them together into one location. First, let me give you an update on the weekly edition of the Wichita Business Journal that you'll be seeing today. Wichita had high hopes for this week. We were supposed to be hosting again teams playing in the NCAA championship. Many people worked hard to bring the tournament back to Wichita, but the pandemic, of course, spoiled those plans. Associate Editor Kirk Semenoff takes a look at how Wichita sports business has been impacted by the pandemic. Our coverage begins on page 10. Also this week, a special section on excellence in healthcare. We focus this week on the practice area of pediatrics. Those stories begin on page 12. This week, we spend 10 minutes with Mike Sharp at the Greater Wichita Sports Commission. That's on page 23. This week's list, the fastest growing companies in the area. Check it out on page six. Our job is to provide you business intelligence you can use to grow your business every week. We publish our leads section, bankruptcies, new real estate deals, building permits, new corporations, who owes back taxes, court judgments. Our leads section this week begins on page 20. Equity Bank means business. That's why they've created business solutions to help you solve your business challenges. Visit them today at equitybank.com. Well, husband and wife entrepreneurs, Eric and Joy Akins, each run their own companies. Eric owns the Tech Systems Group, that's TEC. Joy owns Cornerstone Data. Our Shelby Kellerman wrote about them last week. They plan to move into shared office space at 127 South Washington. You might also recognize Joy as a former member of the Wichita School Board. She was also a Wichita Business Journal Women in Business honoree in 2016. Welcome, Joy and Eric. Thanks for being here. Yeah, thanks for having us. Thank you. Eric, first of all, with you, give us your bio. Tell us about where you grew up and, and where you study. Well, I'm a, I'm a product of Wichita. I'm a USD 259 product, Southeast uh, High. Uh, went to the University of Kansas where I got a degree in architecture. And upon graduation, I uh, moved to Colorado. I got offered a job there. I came out, when I came out in uh, 1990, uh, the economy wasn't so great around here and it was hard to find jobs. And I was fortunate to find a job in Colorado uh, worked for an architecture firm out there for six years, started my own firm in 96, um, and did that until 2008. And that's when we chose to move back. Well, I chose to move back to Wichita. Joy moved here for the first time. And, um, and we, I went to work for JLMV Architecture from that time until 2016, uh, when my father passed away, um, I 
succeeded him in his uh, company tech systems group. So that's, that's my work bio. Talk about the creation of tech systems. Like you say, your dad created the company. Talk about tech systems and, and what it does. Yeah, so uh, 1984, my father was a, a electrician, master electrician, and he was working at a Cargill plant. And at that time, they were just starting to really explore how to automate facilities and get things running more efficiently and um, in sequence with each other. And um, so he was kind of self-taught in that area and very smart guy, very much a visionary. And uh, the cargo guys loved him and thought he had a lot of potential to help them. So they encouraged him to start his company and they'd be his first client. And that was over at 13th and Mosley uh, Cargo Oil Seed Plant, which by the way, is still our customer today. Oh, great. In fact, they were one of our biggest customers a year or two ago. Um, so that's kind of how the company got started. Um, what we do is we go in and help facilities uh, automate their process through control system integration. Our guys design um, uh, the process. They, they take on the process and design how that process can work through a PLC, which is a programmable logic computer. It's basically a simplified computer that runs one particular program to run the plant. And so we, we design it, we upload the program, we get the plan up and running and sequence the way they want it to run. And we also have a UL panel shop and a, a business intelligence group that supports those activities. Do you ever miss the creative part of being an architect? He misses it every day, I think. <laughs> well, I, I do, but um, God's just blessed me with opportunities since then. I've, I've had former clients ask me to help them with some things. I've had a couple of churches that I've been involved with asked me to help them design some stuff for them. And then I've got to design my own new workspace at 127 South Washington, where we're going to move our corporate office to. So I've managed to keep control of that. Um, Joy will also tell you I've gotten very interested again in redoing the house. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I find creative outlets. You're just a little busy these days. Yes. <laughs> well, Joy, your turn. Where'd you grow up? Where'd you study? Well, I actually grew up in Mississippi. Uh, my family and I moved around a lot, but I went to the University of Southern Mississippi. <clears throat> and then when I graduated there, I ended up in Boulder, Colorado in applied mathematics in a master's program out there. And that's where I met Eric. And that's where I got introduced to Wichita, Kansas, right after we got engaged. Uh, came back here and met all these incredible people. I thought Eric was incredible. I thought his family was incredible. And then I realized there's this really wonderful community. And so, you know, have gotten to know Wichita since the early 90s. And then in 2008, we had a opportunity to move here before our son started school. And we thought this would be a great place for, for him to be in school, to be around family, and what a great community. And so really, um, Wichita has become my hometown. Joy, what did you know about Wichita before you moved here? Well, boy, you know, before I moved here, I don't think, before I met Eric and his dad, I never knew anybody that owned their own business. 
Um, I, you know, I knew there were people who owned a hardware store in my hometown, but most people worked in the factories or had a farm um, in Mississippi. And so it was really the first time I met entrepreneurs and people who understood what it meant to run a business. And what I loved about them is when you would talk to them, the way they talked about the people, the people they served, the people that worked in their companies, the other leaders that they worked with, there was just this real thread through all of that of how much they cared for their people. And that just drew me in. Talk about Cornerstone Data and, and what your company provides. Sure. So we started as a company, when I started the company here, my father-in-law, Roland, uh, well, let me back up. When we moved here, I really didn't know what to do with myself. I'd had a, some consulting in Colorado, but moving a firm, you know, moving that work here seemed really difficult to do at the time. And I wasn't really sure. So uh, Roland and I would talk a lot about what I could do and we'd have lunch. And one day he just looked at me and said, I don't know why you're avoiding starting a business here. You should start a business here. We need people who understand data the way you do. And I, you know, I looked at him and I said, I don't, I don't think I should start a business. That's, I don't, I don't think I should do that. But he kept talking to me and encouraging me. And um, so I did, I put out, you know, I decided to start the business out of the house. I had a few little part-time customers here and there. And before I knew it, it took off. And in the early days, most of our work was really around some custom software and database development because there weren't a lot of firms here in town that did that for small to mid-sized businesses. And, but the thing that they all had in common was that all of the projects we worked on had a, something data specific that they were trying to accomplish that nothing off the shelf would do. So we, um, that's what we did. And then about three years ago, I changed the name of the company to Cornerstone Data and really started focusing our work on advanced analytics, big data, um, Power BI, and how, you, how a company can determine what data they need to use to gain insight in order to gain that competitive edge. And really, as, since there's so, many, so much more competition and so many more firms to handle the custom development, that's really not what I'm passionate about. So I thought that was a good time to, to pivot the business and really move into those other areas as they grew. Talk about how your companies have been impacted by the pandemic. I can go first. Sure. I think one of the things that um, Roland left with us, that Dad left with us, was always when there's something going on in the economy um, and the economy looks like it's going to be tough, that's when you take a risk. And you take a measured risk, but that's when you run in and you take a risk. And so as the pandemic began to unfold, both Eric and I went, you know, to our prospective teams and talked to them about how are we going to move forward um, in this pandemic and come out on the other side stronger. So in my case, we decided people are actually talking about data and they're interested in data and just everyday people who before would, you know, not care. were talking about flattening the curve. So we thought it was a great time for us to showcase the kind of work we do for everyday Americans and let them see the work we can do. And then also help um, companies and CEOs understand that we can bring that to their business. So we had kind of an aggressive campaign this last year of spending time building data for the region and talking with people um, nationally to help understand what was happening with that data and begin to use that so we could you know, show people how data can impact your decision-making every day. So I think that put us in a good position. And Eric kind of took a similar approach with his team. 
Yeah. So, you know, the, the month that they told us to send everybody home was the month I was supposed to start construction on my new building. Perfect. Talk about having a, a moment of pause. Right. A moment of pause. I didn't know if the world was going to fall apart. Um, I didn't know if I was going to have a company left to move into a new building. And so I would say initially I, I put construction on hold and, and we decided to focus on clients, not ourselves. And um, my, my sales team first complained through March and April that they couldn't get a hold of anybody. Well, because everybody was working from home. Right. Nobody had forwarded their phones. And, um, but we just, we, we started doing um, uh, marketing, uh, LinkedIn campaigns, things like that. We said we have to reach them somehow. We got, like Joy said, super aggressive. I think what it taught our team was um, what Joy kind of indicated that this was an opportunity to try new stuff and and be forward looking. And it's stuff we've always wanted to do, but we never took the time to do because we were successful in our older methods. And so through that aggression, um, we did start getting a hold of people. And what our sales team found out is that once they got a hold of people, people were actually much more interested in talking to us because now they're trying to solve issues in their factories and um, that COVID had exposed um, how people work together and not necessarily about reducing the workforce, but making the workforce safer. And so they also wanted to have the ability, and this is kind of where joy comes into play with us as well. They have the ability to look at what their factory is doing from remote locations like their home office. And uh, all of a sudden, all these managers were forced to go home and they didn't know what was going on at the plant. And so it gave us uh, efforts to help solve those problems, which we can solve easily. We, we know very well how to solve those. Before COVID, we had a hard time sometimes convincing people they needed this technology. Now everybody's like, yeah, how do I solve this problem? And we're ready to step in there and do it. So that was kind of our first few months experience. The second tier of COVID for us and the triple P loan really helped us do this because it helped sustain us because initially things did slow down for us. Uh, our, May, our May billings of, of last year were, were slow, um, but the, the triple P kind of helped us stay confident and push forward with the employees we have. We didn't want to lose anybody. What we found out is other uh, competition in the area was getting even more conservative and we're laying some key guys off. And so we chose to pick those guys up and chase even more clients than we were chasing. And through that all, we actually grew our revenue in 2020. The end, we, we came on strong at the end of the year and, and we supported all those new people and have built an even bigger team. Yeah, I think that was our goal out of it was to come with a stronger team. So we added not just customers, but both of us added employees through that. Uh, because it's a great time when other companies are laying off good people. It's a great time to pick them up. Opportunities come out of tough times a lot of times. Yeah. And it's just recognizing those opportunities, that's for sure. Talk about the decision to bring your two companies together. That was probably an easy one. Right? Well, it's actually <laughs> something that's been in the works since 2014 before I was even in the picture. Joy, my uh, father, had 
been talking at that time about joining forces and doing some things together for clients uh, jointly. Unfortunately, both my parents in 14 and 15 had health issues. Fortunately, my mom pulled out of it, but my dad didn't. But it pretty much put the family on a two-year pause while we worked through health issues for the parents. Um, and then in taking over the company, I just was overwhelmed with trying to understand what I had a hold of and how to take it forward. And so Joy had plenty of work, plenty of clients, and so she just kept doing her thing. But we've always, of course, we see each other every single night, so we always talk about it. And combining the two office spaces um, into one, she, she's been working with us for years now, but it just seemed like the right time to really make it official that we were a partner, a team partner in business. And even though she's still her unique business and we're our unique business, this is a great time to promote how we complement each other and our customers in not only getting data, but understanding it and making decisions from it. Yeah, and you know, Bill, that in this region, sometimes finding good people to work with data is still difficult to do. We're still building out those education pipelines. And so one of the things we wanna be able to do is um, ha have really good people know that we have enough work between our two companies to get them in here and then be able to leverage things that are similar between the two companies. We can have people work, you know, it doesn't matter if they're working on my project or his project, it's our project. And so we'll get through it. It might be for one of his customers or ours, but we'll treat it like it's ours. All, both of ours, both of our companies will be in it to win it. And so I think that gives us a leverage too when we go to find people that they know there's gonna be a lot of different and exciting projects to work on, but there's similarities you know, in all of them. You're touching on my next topic. I wanted to ask you how Wichita is doing in providing or creating tech talent. I know you're both involved in growing technology companies and the tech industry in Wichita and South Central Kansas. How are we doing and, and what do we need to do to, to improve? Well, we've both partnered with Wichita State in different kinds of projects. So Eric has worked with them and I'll let him talk in the engineering department. Um, we've worked in like a, in 2019, we hosted a student group of data analysts to work with the city of Wichita on their use of data inside the city. And so what we're trying to do is partner and help them understand what we need here as an industry. I, you know, I'm also the education chair for flagshipkansas.tech, and one of the things we're working on is really this kind of education needs to begin much earlier in the K-12 through 12 pipeline. Right now, Kansas is one of only two states in the country that doesn't allow um, computer science to count towards, as a core credit towards high school graduation. So one of the things we've been working with the state board on over the last two years is to get that changed. And really, we need to continue to work and help expose our students to the kinds of jobs that are available out there. This is where, you know, we're going through this digital revolution. We've got to have work people. Well, it's not just about having people to work in these jobs because we can find those people, but I want them to be Kansans. We are pioneers. We do amazing things here. So our students need those opportunities so they can be part of that revolution too. It seems like such a no-brainer to make that change, right? <laughs> yeah, well, you know, it takes time and there's a big state to consider, but I think we've made a lot of progress. And last year, the state board did decide they would like it to count. So we're just working on the, then of course, 
COVID hit. So we're working on the details of what does it count towards and how does that work professional development that's required. So I have hope that we'll get that done this year, but it has been a long process to get it passed in Kansas. And I'm not sure I really want to share how I get good talent. Right, exactly. <laughs> it feels like a trade secret. Exactly. But um, there's plenty of talent in this region. And that's one of the things I've figured out over the last five years. Um, in my previous life, I was never really the one chasing the new help. So I didn't have to invest in that part of my career. But moving to tech, I, I saw that immediately right out of the gate. And my HR director at that time uh, was kind of down on Wichita and she wouldn't even recruit Wichita State engineering. And she had some, uh, some notions about that that I just found really hard to believe when she explained it to me. And she kept going to big universities that required us to convince these kids to move to Wichita. And so, you know, when you're coming out of college, you want to move to a big, exciting city, not down to little Wichita. Well, so we, uh, I called Wichita State Direct and started making some connections, got into the engineering department. And what I uh, realized is her, her preconceived notions of Wichita State were completely wrong. And um, once you made the right connections, they will actually feed you great students. And they're typically students who are already living here. You don't have to convince them to come to Wichita. And they're, they're excited, they're well-trained. Um, we've never had, we've now, since I've been at Tech, we've now hired um, six kids out of the Wichita State Engineering Program. And we've been, every single one's been a rock star for us. So, so important to keep those kids local, isn't it? Yes, yeah, and actually Hutchinson Community College Community College has a great program as well in automation, and we've gotten a couple of kids out of there too. Um, I really hesitate to tell people that's kind of a hidden secret around. There. Right. But I, I will give up my secret for the sake of the kids because there's a lot of good jobs for them in this area. That's very good news. Well, you're moving into a new location. What's your outlook for the rest of 2021, not just for your companies, but for the overall Wichita economy? You optimistic? Well, I think we're always optimistic about Wichita. Uh, we know that there's, you know, we know from listening to Jeremy over at the Center for Economic Development at Wichita State that our economy here depends a lot on what happens globally, more about, it depends more on what happens globally than it does what happens nationally. So as the, um, the global economy begins to recover, that will bode very well for Wichita and for the aviation manufacturing. I think in our industry, we feel really good about where things are going. Data is more important than ever. Eric creates data for companies. We help companies understand how to use data. And so I think um, we're right on the forefront of what can be a really great thing. My, my company actually launched a project, a product last year in conjunction with Keycentrics, who's a local software developer, to provide data services, data as a service to specialty pharmacies. And so we're gonna be expanding that product over this year and next, and looking to get that out to more of their customers. We're really excited about the opportunity to have these two Wichita companies work together, two more, but also just thinking about, you know, it's, it's evading everywhere. We can't move fast enough sometimes for some of these companies to get them what they need. We're both national companies. Uh, we both have clients in multiple states. Uh, 
tech literally works coast to coast, uh, north to south in the United States. Um, we've even worked internationally in the past, but not at the moment. Um, so to that degree, we're somewhat um, not connected directly with the Wichita economy other than um, we just want to see it succeed. But our clients are spread all over the country and, and we're helping industries uh, produce uh, food, which is always a need and gas and chemicals and um, those things, uh, bad times and good times are always a need. So uh, I, I believe as far as our companies are concerned, we're in good shape. Um, as far as the Wichita economy, it typically lags behind as is well known, but you, know, you see Spirit coming back and Spirit's one of our clients and um, they're even coming back online with us for work as well and you know as they pick back up i think wichita will pick back up um i'm i'm i was so excited with where wichita was going before covid and i believe if we can uh get back to that moment which i was about ready to really springboard into some exciting stuff fingers crossed that we can get to our new normal that includes things like that that includes yeah. uh needing needing more workers than we have jobs for them like we did about a year ago. So right. hopefully we can get that done and, and uh, appreciate you talking to us today and good luck in 2021. We, of course, will be staying in touch with you and uh, probably doing some more stories on uh, tech systems and cornerstone data uh, in the in the future. I was just going to say we really appreciate the Wichita Business Journal as well. and. The information you provide the community is valuable and and a key for all of us staying interconnected especially when we're banished to home offices sometimes right it's uh, it'll be good to feel connected uh, soon that's for sure hopefully we can get that done in the next six, six months joy akins eric akins thank you so much for being with us today appreciate you sharing your time with us thank you all right thank you well, that's it for Biz Talk with Bill Roy this week, episode 199. Check out all our podcast episodes at our Biz Talk with Bill Roy hub. It's at wichitabusinessjournal.com. Thank you for listening and subscribing. Biz Talk with Bill Roy is a production of the Wichita Business Journal. Thanks to producer Brittany Showalter, and thanks very much to our sponsor, Equity Bank. Creating the business concept turned out to be the easy part. The challenges that follow is where Equity Bank comes in. Equity Bank was built by entrepreneurs for entrepreneurs. Let them help your business evolve and solve your challenges. Tomorrow is here. Visit them today at equitybank.com backslash evolve. Be well and be safe. Have a profitable week.